everybody. Eric Smith, Paul Jones with you, getting you set for the tip-off between the Pistons and Raptors. We're about 30 minutes away from tip-off, and we Any, didn't anything, have a pregame hap- show. Anything happened today? Yeah, just uh, a little bit, Jonesy. Just a little bit. We didn't have Raptors? a pregame show scheduled. We were going to come off the top at 6 o'clock, roll right into tip-off, and talk about the Pistons trying to avoid 30 losses on the season. And Well, they're still trying to do that. Yes. Yes. Well, they are. But that, I'm saying that's what we were just going to talk about, right? It was going to be a Raptors mini pregame show focused more so on the Pistons because of how abysmal things have gone for Detroit this season and the fact that rolling into tonight, the Pistons have lost 28 games in a row. It could be number 29 tonight against the Raptors. They're trying to avoid loss number 30 on the season, but again, 29 in a row. But that's all now been pushed to the back burner. On the front burner, around noon-ish, roughly, Eastern time, I'm outside doing some yard work. The phone blinks. Boom. Woj. Tweet notification, or I guess X notification. The Toronto Raptors have traded OG Ananobi to the New York Knicks for Emmanuel Click Quickly and R.J. Barrett. And then a couple minutes later, boom, Precious Achua is going to the Knicks in the deal. And then about 10 minutes later, boom, Malachi Flynn is part of the deal. And there's a second-round pick coming from New York. And then all hell breaks loose in the NBA world and certainly in the Raptor world as the news of this deal again goes down. <laughs> Put it together for you one last time. OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, Malachi Flynn being sent from Toronto to New York in exchange for R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second-round draft pick in 2024, that draft pick coming from the Knicks via the Pistons. And, well, that plays into things as well because chances are, barring some miraculous turnaround over the second half of the season, the Pistons, Jonesy, in all likelihood, will probably have the uh, 31st or 32nd pick in the draft. So this is very, very close to, you know, and akin to acquiring a late first-round draft pick. Well, it is because you can find guys, and the Raptors have proven, especially of late, that they can find guys. Uh, I mean, you look at uh, you look at Chris Boucher, you look at uh, Norm Powell, who was a a, a second-round pick that they traded for. Like they 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 can find these guys. I mean, OG Ananobi was a 19th pick. And nobody wanted to touch him because of his knee issues. Um, so if you're the Raptors, yeah, you can you can certainly find a, a good pick at 31. And the good thing about that is there's no guarantee. Yeah. There's no guarantee. Yeah. You can cut that person loose at any time. And it's play for pay for play. Like y- y- you, you've got to perform if you're a second round pick to get another contract. Now, for the Raptors, this does leave them a little bit shorthanded tonight against the Pistons. Let's be honest, though, about at least the most recent history being the last two games since the Raptors made the change to their starting lineup with Gary Trent going into the starting unit and Dennis Schroeder heading to the bench. Malachi Flynn has been used very sparingly over the last two games, as has Pressure Sachua. That's not a knock on either player. That's just a fact. They have not seen a whole lot of floor in the last two games. Yes, that still takes two guys potentially out of your rotation tonight that you could have used. Certainly it takes two guys that could have been used, especially if you get into any kind of foul trouble, et cetera. But I think, I don't know if you agree, Jonesy, the impact of not having Precious and Malachi tonight against Detroit, minimal, I would say. 
clearly there's a big gap and a big absence without OG Ananobi. He would have drawn the assignment, I assume, on trying to shadow and slow down and stop Cade, Cumming- Cade Cunningham for most of the night. So the fact that you don't have OG there, that leaves the Raptors shorthanded, at least with the one body. And again, we're going to get back to the trade in a second. But you're trying to also avoid being the team that finally sees Detroit break the schneid against. And you don't want to be that team if you're the Raptors. And a game day deal that takes out your best defender and one of your top two, three best three-point shooters leaves you certainly behind the eight ball a little bit against Detroit. A little thin. And 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 I'll look at the other side of the coin as people say, oh, Jonesy, you're being such a homer. Um, there are other guys that know I'm going to play tonight. I'm going to get some burn. I'm I'm going to get in there and I'm going to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they look forward to that. And and the other guys, you know, like Scotty and Pascal and you know, they know they're down people here and there. So time to go, time to roll. So yeah, it's it's it can go either way, Eric. Uh and it, the Raptors are shorthanded, but those are the times when you least expect that you and I are of that vintage, old enough to remember the Raptors going into Washington with eight dudes, yep. eight guys yep. dressing the minimum, right? Heck, what, Lenny Wilkins didn't even know one of the guys' names, right? He called him by the wrong name. That was, that was uh, Damone, Damone Brown, Brown, right? Brown, and, and he, he called, called him Damon. Damon. Yeah, yep. like, but they went in there, <laughs> and, and the Wizards had Michael Jordan, and, and, and Toronto won the game. So, um, you know, th- there, there is an opportunity for Detroit, but some of those guys that don't play a lot for Toronto, and you, you think, you know, Gary Trent knows he's he's probably going to get a little more time, a few more shots. Chris Boucher, uh, you know, Jalen McDaniels, who I thought was really good last night uh, in stretches for the Raptors. You know, these guys these guys are, are hey, they're going to get their shot tonight. Who knows how deep down the bench Darko decides to go. Well, uh, I can let you know, folks, that we do have the starters for tonight, and no great surprise based on the fact that OG Ananobi has been dealt and uh, it's, it's officially, because, hey, they are Raptors now, inactive for tonight, R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and uh, Noel, Jonte Porter, Coloco, Freeman Liberty are still out of the lineup for the Raptors as well uh, on their various assignments with Raptors 905. But starting for the Raptors, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, Jakob Pertl, Gary Trent, Dennis Schroeder. So Schroeder out of the starting lineup for two games, back in for tonight's game. I would guess, Jonesy, that by the time the new year flips around, I think it's a, a lock, in my opinion, that R.J. Barrett is in the starting lineup, period. I'm assuming that Emmanuel quickly is going to start for this team and not come off the bench. Well, Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's my assumption right now. Well, as we talk about the trade, and, and you know, you were outside. I was sitting at my computer and preparing for the game and reading and crunching numbers, and it, the phone kind of went off, and I looked, and then, oh, Wojbaum. Whoa, Wojbaum, close to home, head for the head for the cellar. And, you know, immediately it triggered for me calling and talking to agents, player personnel directors, assistant general managers. I am lit- I've literally be- been on the phone with the exception of the 20 minutes I ran through the shower and got myself ready to come, come to work. I'm glad you did that. Yeah, or else I'd have been sitting way far away from you. But I've been on the phone with all these people, and one of the guys I missed, front office guy, called him, missed him. I said, hey, you know, what do you think of the trade, man? Hit me back. I got some thoughts. And he called me literally as I was coming up the stairs here. And I said, hey, man, I'm going through security. I, I'm going to get in an elevator. 
I said, what do you, I said, what's, what's good? He said, well, you guys right now, Toronto, y'all got a lot better. I said, you like it? He goes, they traded OG, an expiring contract, and two guys that have been in and out of the rotation here and there yep. for two starters for quickly and, and, and Barrett. You got two starters, and then you got a pick and you'll, that you'll be able to find somebody with. He said, did you watch the game when um, guys New, New York was load managing and quickly went to Boston and almost beat them by himself? So, yeah, I mean, if you're Toronto, if Toronto fans, you know, you're you're going to you're going to be happy with this. And I would assume I mean, we're not making the decisions, but. You know, you put you put uh, quickly in the starting lineup that gives you now Dennis and Gary Schroeder and Trent as perimeter people coming off the bench. Here's the way I look at it at, at as well, Jonesy. OG Ananobi, homegrown product, good guy, one of the top, we can argue, five, ten defenders in the league, has developed into a solid three-point shooter. This is not kicking a guy now that he's gone. We've talked about this openly on the air while he was a Raptor. What did he need to improve on? His ball handling, getting into the lane with the ball, his cutting, his decision-making, his his distribution. I think you're getting the same or better shooting with quickly, certainly getting better decision-making and distribution and better handle. And when you look at R.J. Barrett, nowhere near the defender, but an overall more dynamic scorer who's not as good of a shooter, but not a bad one, not a bad one, but can do more with his offense in terms of getting to the rim, using his handle, using his athleticism, et cetera. So I I think that there are pluses that kind of outweigh the negatives when we look at, at the very least, this being an even trade, if not to your point of whomever this front office person was that you spoke to, this may be favoring the Raptors. Because the other thing, too, if we really break down the finances, chances are, we don't know the exact numbers, but chances are OG was going to be looking for or wanting somewhere in the neighborhood of no less than $35 million a year. I'd say he's looking more for 40. 40 plus. He's looking for 40. 40 plus, right? Yeah. You've got R.J. Barrett at around 28 to 32 on average for the next three, four years. Yeah. His, R.J.'s already been paid his money, and that was money that O.G. was going to be looking for. Now, the other thing is the Raptors save a little bit, uh, you know, Precious and Malachi expiring, because you're going to have to pay quickly, and then you're going to have to play, pay Scotty Barnes. Right. And you think about it, though, with those three guys. Look at the three young guys that you have going forward. And, Eric, to your point about... OG's a very versatile defender. He's great. Second team all defense. But the way that the NBA, and I say this, you know, we talk about the Steve Kerr legislating defense out of it. I just say the NBA's devalued it, and I've been on that kick for years. R.J. Barrett is a good enough defender that with his offense, he comes out on the plus side because it's about scoring now. And and I it pains me to say that as a guy who's a, an old-school traditionalist in a sense. And I look at some of the guys in the league now that I know we're comparing eras, but there's some guys in the league now that couldn't play in the 80s and 90s because of the physicality of the game. No chance. Yeah. And the game's gone offense. And you know what? 
as you said, R.J. Barrett's a dynamic offensive scorer. He's a willing passer, and it's going to be pretty good to watch him with Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam for a while. I hear you. I hear you. We're going to be joined by Matt Devlin in just a couple of moments. Television voice of the Toronto Raptors. Get his opinion of this deal. Um, again, we've had our say. We like it. If you want to hit us up on social media, uh, at Paul double underscore Jones, at Eric double underscore Smith. That's two underscores in between both of our names. Paul double underscore Jones, Eric double underscore Smith. As we get you set for the Raptors and Pistons, tip-off set to go in about 25 minutes' time. But the news of the day, the trade, uh, that the Toronto Raptors pulled off today with the New York Knicks, OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, Malachi Flynn heading to New York in exchange for Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, and a second-round pick. Um, for what it's worth, uh, R.J. has already posted on the Raptors' Instagram handle with the picture of welcoming R.J. Barrett to town. Let's go. Like, he's ready to roll with this thing as the hometown kid joins the team that he grew up cheering for. And let's bring into the conversation right now Matt Devlin. I know he's only got a couple of minutes, Jonesy, getting set to call the Pistons and the Raptors in the Motor City. Matty, um, just your your thoughts, your impressions right away when you, you heard the deal and how things have shaken down for the Raptors. Yeah, I'm sure, it's like, both you and and Jonesy, you know, I, I, like, I like the deal. And it provides cost certainty with RJ and then quickly, and you guys know all the analytical numbers and what he's been able to do. And I just think that having him next to Scotty Barnes is just going to be extremely dynamic. So I, I like this deal a lot. And let's not forget about a very valuable second round pick that's, you know, projected to be 31 or 32 in a draft class where, there aren't that many people that believe it's a great draft, and so you're not going to have to necessarily end up with a guaranteed contract because you have that second round. So I, I woke up this morning, and I was like, wow, I think it's a great move and a home run for the Raptors. Matt, what's the uh, attitude, the mood like down there? Because all of a sudden you're missing some guys. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're the Raptors, yeah. and you're, you're missing yeah. your best defender, and – uh, yeah. there's there's a little bit of a shockwave, I'm sure, going through the team. We've been around these before. Yes, and, and so, you know, it's it's hard because OG's been here for his entire career, and he was a part of 2019. I know he didn't play in the title run, but he's a part of that team. And so, without question, I think people are kind of looking around going, okay. And I think people felt that moves were inevitable, but you just now – and. As both of you know, you're now all of a sudden seeing it play out. And it's one thing to think a move's going to happen, but then when it finally does, obviously it's extremely, you know, different and can be difficult. But I think there's also a level of excitement, too, uh, based upon RJ coming home and then IQ and what he's able to do. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing them both in Raptor uniforms. Matt, we know you've got TV commitments, so you tell us as soon as yeah. you've got to go or just hang up mid-sentence yeah. if you have to. Um, there's no way to know this. Jones and I were throwing this around as well, just offering our opinion. Do you think that this signals in any way, good, bad, or otherwise, what happens with Pascal Siakam? Staying, going, still considering? What, what do you think shakes down? I think, I think still considering. You know, that's what I think. I think that uh, I think that 
it probably signals to a lot of teams, okay, you know, this is the Raptors. You know, there's been a lot of talk for the last year and a half. And so now it's it's different because I think all these teams now know, okay, hey, they just got rid of OG, so I'm sure the phone lines, you know, are kind of blowing up today, right, around the NBA. I actually, guys, have to go. I apologize. All uh, good, Matty. We've okay. been there. All the best, guys. All right, Matt. It. We appreciate it. Yep. Matt Devlin, television voice of the Raptors, joining us from Detroit. Let me just jump on what Matt said. I, I agree with that, still considering. Yeah. Because now Toronto has about a month to look at RJ, Pascal, Scotty together, and maybe quickly in the starting lineup. With the, you got about a month, and it's on the fly, so that's the hard thing, but before you make any rash decisions, let's try it. Mm-hmm. Let's try it. You knew that something was going to happen, uh, you know, a while back. They probably could have given it a couple weeks, and they did. But uh, right now, I think Matt's got it right, still considering. You you want to see what's going on, see how this new group comes together. Just remember the history of the Raptors. They made a trade for Rudy Gay, and you thought you were going to go into rebuild mode. And all of a sudden, you make the playoffs, yeah. and it takes off from there. So, yep. you know, you shuffle it up a little and see what happens. Well, in entering action tonight, the Raptors are one game out of the play-in. Now, if you look beyond that, they're five and a half games out of a locked-in seed, if we actually want to even consider looking at the sixth seed right now. But they are just one game out of the play-in at 12 and 19, the Bulls at 14 and 19. Um Interesting to note as well, and I'm sure I'm not the first and won't be the last. Jonesy, you think back to less than five years ago. It'll be five years, though, at the end of this season. Um, Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Marc Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Norm Powell, and now OG Ananobi. The lone man standing still, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, and a number of those guys... Got away for nothing. Yep. When you think about Ibaka, yep. Green, uh, Leonard, Gasol, Van Vliet, like nothing. Like that, you didn't get anything, anything back. And then it leaves kind of a stain in Raptor history. I know this present regime isn't responsible, but Chris Bosh walked away at the end of the year for nothing. Tracy McGrady walked away after three years for nothing. And is there anything left in the legacy from Vince Carter in that trade? So. It, it, you know, it kind of behooved the, the the Raptors to do something and not say, "Oh no, we've got these other guys walk away for nothing." All right, Raptors and Pistons. We're getting set for that tip off. It's coming up in about fifteen minutes' time. But before we get to that, more on the trade today. OG Ananobi heading to the Knicks. RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly coming to Toronto. Uh, let's hear from the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. This was about ninety minutes ago in Detroit. Here is Darko Ryakovich. Uh, you've been an assistant when trades go down. Um, what's your read on, to the extent you've been able to to talk to your players, what's your read on what the mood is within the group? Always when those uh, moments come, uh, it's it's hard. You know, you, you get to work with somebody, you, you work for, for a long time, you, you're developing relationships and... Things that are part of the business, uh, they, they happen like this. And uh, 
First of all, I would like to thank uh, uh, OG Anonobi and Precious Achiuwa and Malakai Flynn for all the contributions they had this season and uh, during their, their tenure with, uh, with the Raptors. Uh, great people, great, great uh, professionals. Wish them all the best uh, going forward. Um, the team is, uh, you know, uh, accepting the information, uh, dealing with the professionals with that and moving on. Um, we've talked about the, the team competing and, and playing to the style you want. Saying that, did you sense sort of a feeling of maybe waiting for something to happen among the group? Uh, just because, you know, even before you got here, like there have been rumors for up to a year now about something like this happening. I mean, you, you cannot hide that. You know, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, that everybody is aware of and players and, you know, you know, players, they, they also have um, uh, social media and talk to you guys. So, you know, when, when somebody's putting that on their mind, of course, they're going to be aware of. But uh, overall, I think that the guys are trying to do professional and to do their job the best they can every single day. I know, first and foremost, you're thinking about tonight, but what do you think you're getting in RJ and, and Emmanuel? Um, obviously, it's early. Um, I found uh, out news today as well. Uh, I mean, just playing against those two guys over the last couple of years in NBA, I have a lot of respect for them. I think uh, they're tremendous uh, young uh, players uh, with a lot of upside, a lot of potential. Um, uh, wish them welcome to, to Toronto. Uh, I know that uh, our fans and our whole, uh, whole city is going to love those guys, and everybody's excited to welcome them on the board. From what you've been able to see of RJ so far, what excites you when we think big picture for Scotty and those two being on the floor together? I mean, uh, RJ is a very dynamic player. Uh, he is a very good cutter, a good driver, uh, improved uh, spot-up shooter as well. So um, I'm really excited to see how he's going to gel with our team and, uh, you know, what's next for him on our team. And when you think about... All right, there you go. Some comments from Darko Ryakovich uh, coming about uh, 90 minutes ago in Detroit as the Raptors get set to face the Pistons in the Motor City. Detroit again looking to avoid 29 straight losses as wow. they sit at 2 and 29 overall coming in, having lost 28 straight. October 27th, was that their last win? What's happened more, Detroit Pistons winning or Eric Smith paying the mortgage over the last? Oh, me, like a bunch. Every two weeks, man, come on. So you got him like like four or five nothing right now, right? At least, at least. Although all it takes is one guy on that roster, and they could pay off my mortgage. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, get in line. I hear you. I totally hear you. I, I don't care who it is. Pick the twelfth man on the bench. Hey, dude, you want to pay off my mortgage? I'll carry your bags the rest of time if need be. Um, all right, OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, Malachi Flynn. Sent to New York, Emmanuel quickly, R.J. Barrett, and a second-round pick coming to the Raptors. I would assume that we will see quickly and Barrett in action when the Raptors have their first game of 2024, and that will come on New Year's Day, the lone home game that the Raptors have in, like, the next three weeks as they have three on the road right now. They won in Washington. They would have, could have, should have won last night in Boston, but they, they, they gave it up and unfortunately lost a close one in the final minute against the Celtics last night. Now they're trying to get back on track tonight against Detroit. They come home for that one game and then hit the road for six more. Nine out of ten on the road, and you've now made a trade, and you're seven games below five hundred. Now's the time. If there's going to be a turn, 
it's got to happen now because otherwise it could be double figures below 500 in well, a hurry. And that's what we talked about. The, te- the season really is teetering into balance. Um, and it would have been nice to see them steal a couple. Steal the, steal the one last night against Boston. Yep. Steal the Denver game. They were in the Philly game. You got to start stealing some. You got to start inching your way back toward the waterline. All right, we're going to have the tip off of the Raptors and Pistons in mere moments. Thanks again to Darko Ryagling in from Detroit as well. We will be back in mere moments with the broadcast officially beginning with the tip off right around the corner. It's Toronto Raptors basketball right here on Sportsnet 590, The Fan.